You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 153. It is our post-NXT TakeOver uh, Supercard of Honor Hall of Fame. It's our first of two weekend shows. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, let's talk about the WWE Hall of Fame very quickly here. It's a show that had some interesting speeches. I saw someone describe Hillbilly Jim's speech uh, as more of... uh, Saying that it felt more like a stern talking to than <laughs> than a speech that cracked me up. Uh, we don't have to go induction by induction. Uh, it's usually my favorite event of the year, and I didn't enjoy it as much this year. What did you think of the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I I didn't hate anybody's speech. Um, I thought it was mostly fine. Everybody everybody talked too long, um, <laughs> which the. Show length will be a recurring theme on this on our on our show here tonight, but uh, I I I really love Goldberg. We've talked in the past about how great that 2016 run was. Uh, so I know his speech was very long and rambly, but I did enjoy Goldberg's. I thought Mark Henry and Jeff Jarrett were probably the two uh, MVPs, along with uh, uh, Jarius, the uh, the Warrior Award uh, kid, was awesome. So it's, it's 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 fine. It's it's a nice night. I thought they had a little bit of a better balance. We I think we talked last year about how Kurt Angle was pretty much restricted to just doing uh, ha-has, and uh, yeah. this year I thought this year they did like you know Mark Henry did a, a bit with uh, you know did, did the sexual chocolate bit, but also got the you know to have a real speech as well. So I thought they were a little more balanced. Everybody talked too long. Um, <laughs> hard, to, hard to follow. For Hillbilly Jim, it was hard to follow. Uh, the Dudley boys doing a curtain call with Edge and Christian and the Hardys and putting a guy through a table. But uh, yeah, overall, I thought it, I thought it was fine. Just, just long. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to find some balance between letting everyone speak endlessly and the year that they gave like Steve Austin and Terry Funk like six minutes to talk. You know what I mean? If we had some yeah. kind of happy some kind of happy medium. And I feel like Kurt, uh, Kurt's speech, I think was because Kurt's memory is shot. <laughs> yeah. And it probably would have been a pretty sad speech if he just told the truth a lot like Jeff Jarrett's last night in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got, I got no problems with any, any of the speeches individually, but as you say, they perhaps went uh, a little, a little long last night, but no, yeah. Um, so that's the hall of fame. NXT TakeOver New Orleans. I've seen a lot of buzz on the internets talking about how this is the greatest TakeOver of all time. And having, we having kind of watched... see that after every TakeOver, though, don't we? <laughs> we do. They're really the perfect wrestling shows. Uh, this one went about three hours and 10 minutes or so, three hours and eight minutes, something like that, which is, you know, 45 minutes to a half, or half hour to 45 minutes longer than they typically go. But on the biggest show of the year in a vacuum, it's totally fine. And uh, I know you watched ROH Supercard of Honor tonight, and I watched Takeover. Um, you saw the opener and the main event on the Takeover show, though. Yeah, and uh, I had I had sort of the 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 I I had my iPad set up with with Takeover playing in the background just so I could keep up on what was happening. 
But uh, as far as actually watching full matches, yeah, I, I saw the, the opening ladder match, which was was great, uh, incredible spectacle. Uh, EC3 were just got demolished in this match. Uh, you know, Ricochet did Ricochet stuff, and uh, uh, you know, Adam Cole probably worked the safest of anybody in that match, did the least amount of spectacular stuff. And still got a giant reaction when he won. So I feel like there's a lesson to be learned, a pro wrestling lesson to be learned, and how over Adam Cole is versus what he does night in and night out in the ring. Yeah, I thought that was the best match on the show. And I thought the next two and a half matches just couldn't follow it at all. Um, Mission, you know, everybody was a standout in that match. Ricochet doing Ricochet stuff. Tell you what. If Vince McMahon passes away while Ricochet is still an active wrestler, Ricochet is going to be the biggest star in the business. <laughs> the problem is he's five foot nine or whatever, and I don't see Vince McMahon making Ricochet his world champion. But imagine a promotion with, you know, Ricochet is the Raw world champ and Johnny Gargano is the SmackDown world champ or vice versa. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, I mean, he's. <laughs> I mean, I mean, again, we we talk about it with Osprey and guys like that sometimes. Just the the effortlessness of that guy, and he has an ability to you know make the most sort of mundane action of just being you know sort of tossed outside the ring look you know death defying in in the way he does it. But uh, yeah, just just incredible work by him. And uh, yeah, he's newsflash, everybody. Ricochet's real good. I was a little surprised that Adam Cole won the title just because I thought that Aleister Black would be feuding with him for the NXT title. And I'm sure we'll get that eventually at some point. And maybe they'll hotshot that title a little more than they do the world title. But I was a little surprised that Cole won that one. But uh, Shayna Baszler defeated Ember Moon by submission. Or I guess, yeah, she Ember Moon passed out in Shayna's choke, whatever it was called. Uh, they went... I think the perfect length of time for a crowd that was not really into the match. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure that was their fault. Ember did an eclipse on the floor, which was just insane. A lot of insane borderline unsafe spots on this show. And that eclipse on the floor. Oh, good Lord. Uh, but Shayna won the title. I assume they haven't announced a superstar shakeup yet, but I assume Ember is going to the main roster pretty soon here. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. We uh, we talked about that on our preview show, but it certainly seems like she's kind of done everything she's going to do uh, in NXT. The Undisputed Era with uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole working twice on this show, although he didn't do a whole lot in the tag match. Um, they won the NXT tag titles and the Dusty Rhodes Classic when Roddy Strong turned on Pete Dunne and joined the Undisputed Era. Uh, this kind of shook the crowd up a little bit, got them interested. It was a good match. It was short. Not anything wrong with it, but they were still struggling to get the crowd until Roddy turned at the end. Yeah, I, lo- I love the turn. Uh, I mean, I think we've kind of talked for, for ages about how you know Roderick's been kind of a man without a country since since they didn't pull the trigger on having him be the guy who beat rude last summer. So uh, I'm, I'm glad they're doing something. And obviously depending on how long fish is out, you, you now have another guy who can defend the tag titles. So Adam Cole doesn't have to work twice on every single show you run. Yeah, I was fine with that. 
Uh, Alistair Black beat Andrade Cien Almas to win the NXT title. They went 18 minutes and 30 seconds, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> um, this is a really, really good match. Four stars plus, probably. Uh, Zelina Vega, great in her role, taking bumps, doing Hurricane Ranas. Um, and as we mentioned on the pre-show, I think Almas and, and Vega are a, a main roster act sooner than later. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see them do a rematch on NXT television or something like that uh, before they depart. But uh, it's the Alistair, Alistair Black era in NXT. He's another guy that I think will benefit greatly from being as far away from Vince McMahon as possible. <laughs> he's not the he's not the biggest guy. He's they list him at six foot, so I take that to mean he's about five ten. Yeah, uh, but. He's really good, and Almas, Almas is really good. They worked really hard, and a really good match. And then the main event. I, w- I was shocked that the title didn't go on last, and then at the end of the gargano Champa match that went more than 35 minutes, uh, I could see why. They had a brawl. It was the unsanctioned match. And uh, it was really good. Again, four stars plus for this. I don't know if you want to go the full five or not. I would probably go the full five for the opener on this show. I don't think I'm going to see anything better at WrestleMania uh, tomorrow, today. Uh, so uh, what what you, you think of the uh, Gargano Ciampa match? Good storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, you mentioned it was a brawl. It felt like a fight. Uh, it's not a lot of exchanging big spots. Of course, they're, you know, they're, uh, you know, some some symbolism of of each guy hitting the their half of the DIY finisher on each other, and uh, you know stuff with the crutches and uh, and the knee brace and everything. Did a lot of you know just a lot of crazy stuff. It was it, it was probably as as violent uh, as a a match in WWE in 2018 is going to be. Um, I. I harp on this because it really does bother me. There were some real hard slaps to the head, to the face in this match. Champa, and I don't know exactly what happened, but Champa's eye was all effed up by the end of this. Yeah. Um. So that you don't you don't need you don't need to kill each other. It's fake. But if you're gonna go that crazy and go that overboard, you should do it on the biggest show of the year for you. And so. That all being said, it was really great. It was really good storytelling, and the hero conquered his demons and uh, really creative finish with him doing an STF with the with the knee brace, uh, digging into Champa's face. Um, so that yeah, they they was it was really good, and uh, I uh, I enjoyed it, enjoyed it greatly. Johnny, I mean, can't say enough good things about about Johnny Gargano as a as a baby face as a, and uh, you know, good to see in, in NXT here tonight, the, uh, the good guy gets to, you know, right off in the sunset, at least until next Wednesday anyway. Right. I will say, uh, because those slaps to the face are a pet, a pet peeve of mine. It did look like on some of those slaps, they were hitting each other in the chest. Um, Agreed. They, it, they would start the sp- they would generally start the slap fest with a slap to the face, and then the ensuing slaps would be to the chest. It just looked like they were hitting him in the face, but I wasn't. You know, I'm not going to nitpick you on that. If you saw some that I didn't, 
um, yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine and totally worth calling out. Uh, but yeah, so that's NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Really good show, really good opener, really good main event. Again, both four stars plus and the title match, the NXT title match, again, probably four stars plus. And there was nothing really wrong with the other two matches on the show. And it went three hours and eight minutes. And then you watched Ring of Art, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, which went longer than that. Like it went about four and a half hours? Just about. Uh, yeah, like four hours and... And and it started at eight thirty. Technically, it started before that because there was a pre-show that I didn't watch. But uh, it was it was long, man. <laughs> uh, some really good stuff on it. Kota Ibushi and Hangman Page had a really good match. Um, probably in that that three and a half to four range. Um, Hangman improves every time I see him. Uh, we we talked about that sort of recently and. Some of our New Japan talk, he's been he's been very good. Um, I didn't get to see because Gargano and Chapa went on. I, uh, I s- sort of switched to the big TV to watch that and had the ROH show on the on the tablet, and so I, I missed uh, most of the Briscoes and uh, Tanahashi and Jay Lethal match, but uh, they did do a really good finish on that one. Um, and then we had the the Cody. Cody and Kenny match, which it delivered everything you want out of that. If you're invested in that storyline, there's twists and turns and drama. And you know, Brandy took a big table bump, and yeah, the Young Bucks got involved and inadvertently, or did what, or was it inadvertently, uh, kicked Kenny Omega, and uh, and Cody got the win, which allows you to continue. Uh, continue on this path of of Cody versus Kenny Bullet Club matches for another uh, few months, I guess. But uh, I mean that that delivered. That was I mean that was pretty much the match I bought the show for, um, and that delivered. So I, I can't say I'm, I'm mad that I bought the show, but before so before they they get to the point in the show where tag titles have gone on. So you got three matches left, three announced matches left. You got the TV title, last man standing match of Silas Young, Kenny King, and then you've got the two big, you know, the double main event, the world title match and Cody versus Kenny. So Silas and Kenny come out, and they have a f- seemingly three hour match, and with a B, it was the BS. Kenny got his legs tied together, and that's how he lost. <laughs> um, the beer city bruiser snuck around under the ring and tied <laughs> his feet together. Um, that's that a guy that big sneak around. Well, yeah, I guess he can fit under the ring enough to, uh, to, to work it out. But, uh, it's like, so, and I'll just say, and that's, 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 a, that's not a new problem for ROH. Whoever times out their shows, some guys should be in sprints. Like, I understand the idea if you laid it out. It's like, oh, well, you know, Kenny King and Silas Young have been feuding for months, and this is their big blow-off last man standing match. They're going to use weapons, so we want to give them time. But it's like, that crowd did not want to see Kenny King and Silas Young wrestle for 25 minutes. They wanted to see Cody and Kenny, uh, and to a lesser extent, see that main event. So just, just in general... Not everything has to go 25 minutes. Sometimes things would be much better if they go eight or six minutes. It's okay. <laughs> it doesn't devalue what your match is or what you bring to the table. Sometimes it would make your stuff stand out even more. 
Um, and then, so after Silas and, and Kenny King are done, Cheeseburger comes out. And he's going to wrestle the Dogs. And he has some guy <laughs> is going to be his partner, but the Dogs beat up his partner. So Bully Goddamn Ray comes out. <laughs> new WWE Hall of Famer. And Cheeseburger demands that Bully be his partner for a tag match with the Dogs in this, unadva- in this unannounced match. <laughs> so... They pr- they proceed to like do some spots. Bully does the Dusty Rhodes elbow. They do the was up headbutt spot here in the year of our Lord 2018. <laughs> uh, they're about to do the get the table spot, and then Bully Ray turns heel and he beats up <laughs> Cheeseburger and he cuts a promo about how millennial wrestlers are entitled and they've ruined the business and this. 2006 TNA BS is on 2018 ROH pay-per-view at like 11 p.m. Eastern time. And I was furious. I like, I have no use for bully Ray in my life in 2018 in any fashion, but I certainly am not here to see him turn heel and cut shoot promos about the biz here in 2018 when it's 11, 11, 15 or whatever it was. And he's cutting promos on cheeseburger and flip Gordon. Then flip Gordon comes out to make the save for bully Ray to, uh, for cheeseburger and bully Ray threatens to hit a pile driver, which would cause the Louisiana state athletic commission to shut down the whole show. And they just did this dump. And what's his name? The the CEO of ROH Joe is Coff. out there. Dumb old bastard. Joe <laughs> he just sucked. No, just sucked. Bully Ray. <laughs> Bully Ray is in ROH. He's like a character. And I, so what are we going to get? Bully Ray versus young flippy guys. Like Bully Ray versus Flip Gordon is going to be on the next ROH pay-per-view. That's terrible. That's terrible. Whoever thought, whoever wrote that segment should be fired and exiled from <laughs> the country. <laughs> it's like Kevin Nash versus the X Division. <laughs> like, it's absolutely that. It's, two, it's exactly 2007. Like, yeah, like I said, that's exactly, I, I tweeted it. It was like, what is this 2006 TNA segment doing on this pay-per-view here in 2018? But that being said, the Young Bucks uh, and, uh, and Flip, had a had a pretty great ladder match as well with uh, against SoCal Uncensored and uh, the Kingdom got involved and well just as you would expect a billion crazy spots and flips and and uh, table crashes and and uh, insane moves and a little bit more you know Matt Jackson Matt Jackson's gonna end up like Shawn Michaels where he's gonna have to sell his lower back in every match for the rest of his life. Um, cause, uh, he continued to do that here. So that was really good. And then the main event, it, it felt very much to me. It was Dalton Castle and, and Marty Scroll for the ROH title. I appreciate the idea that the world title would go on last. It's a very little old school way of thinking. I appreciate that. But this was, this was Jericho and Hunter at, at 18. Like this was people left people. It was oh, noticeable. Wow how many people left after Cody and Kenny and it's just they people didn't care and then Nick Aldis was at ringside and he handed Marty Scurll some pliers so that Marty could unhook a turnbuckle pad 
So I guess Nick Al- Nick Aldis and the NWA are now involved with Ring of Honor. Oh, and Austin Aries was on the show for some reason. Oh. Uh, I just, it's like, I don't know what, <laughs> like, like I, like I said, I really liked the Cody Kenny match. I really liked Kota Bushi and Hangman Page stuff. I feel that with the price tag that the show was, I feel like I got my money's worth, but it's too long and there's a lot of weird stuff on this show. Um, but then in the end, Dalton Castle just hit the bangerang and, and kept the title. So I like Dalton Castle. I'm glad he got the chance to be in the main event, and but this would have been better if he had gone on second to last or maybe third to last and and let Cody and Kenny main event because just nothing was going to touch that. Which I think anybody looking at that card, uh, very similar to obviously they they thought that way with uh, Gargano and Ciampa. Yeah, absolutely. Like some, sometimes you just got to look at it and go, "Ain't nothing following that. We got to put this on last." Yeah, I think a, a valid criticism of Ring of Honor these days is that it only exists to get Cody and the Young Bucks and the New Japan guys over. And if you take the, those guys out of the promotion, where would they be? And But the flip side of that is because they built so much around all of those guys, the rest of the stuff, I don't know what else. I don't know what they're doing outside of that. <laughs> You know, it's like they're doing their best business ever because they've built around the Young Bucks and Cody and those guys and the Bullet Club guys and the New Japan guys. But if you take them out of the promotion and, you know, who knows what's going to happen in a year or 18 months or obviously they're not thinking that long term. But what do you have, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they I mean, they did like, as you mentioned, they kind of made an effort to to make some ROH guys they had. Uh, a punishment Martinez go over to Tomohiro Ishii clean. Um, that that was fun, but I mean, punishment Martinez is also like forty five, so I don't know that he's the future star that you're that you're trying to build around. But um, I mean, I guess he's he's pretty young in TV years, I guess, so that's that's okay. But yeah, you're absolutely right that they've, for better or worse, have built around the Cody Kenny uh, Young Bucks. And I guess to a lesser extent, uh, Skrull and Hangman Page. So I mean, it's it's noticeable, and I mean the crowd. It isn't you know your sort of WWE crowd where people will turn on the matches that they don't care about. It's usually like respectful patience. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said, when when Kenny King and 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 the Silas Young are out there, or, you know, some of these other some of these other stuff, they're they're not. Not really. I mean, and, you know, and they cheer for the big spots and they clap and, you know, give the guys an ovation after the match and everything. But you can, you can just tell there's just a difference there. And it's very much the same way we've talked about for a long time with WWE. You've trained your audience that there are these big stars and that everybody else is kind of in the same pool of, you know, sometimes those guys get to come out of the pool and work with the big stars. But they're, I mean, it's you've you've made a point that, like, nobody's nobody's on that Cody level. Nobody's on that young bucks level. Um, and yeah, maybe, maybe they can, maybe they can really change that. Maybe making Dalton castle, the world champion and, and keeping, trying to keep some focus on him is, uh, is worth it, but you know, will will pay off eventually, but it's definitely going to be a steep hill for them to climb. Well, we have seven hours of WrestleMania to look forward to later today. Woo! And a post show after that, which hopefully does not go seven hours. 
Uh, get anything else, or just should we get out of here? I, I need to sleep. Let's go home. <laughs> All right. Well, until tomorrow, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back after WrestleMania with more stories from the wrestling life. Good night and good luck. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. I try to keep on keeping on